PropCast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, and Arizona. From boosted parlays to in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today to receive a $1,000 risk-free sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Check out the new PropSwap.com and use promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. We're also brought to you by PricePix. PricePix is DFS simplified. Head over to PricePix.com and use promo code SGP for a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. And of course, don't forget to download the SGPN app your home for all of our free picks and podcasts. Welcome in everyone to the PropCast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, NFL Week 9 Player Props Edition. It is currently 2.05 on the West Coast, 5.05 on the East Coast. Full house of sharp prop betters for this episode. And joining me as usual, the prop co- the prop god on the West Coast, the Brody Dan Titus. Dan, how are you doing this Friday afternoon, buddy? Munaf, what's good, brother? I know that uh, you and Rod were doing the props yesterday hopefully those cash i saw you uh had a positive record there so yeah you know i'm saying we're going to continue to keep keep bringing the heat here we had a good week last week and uh we got a special guest on today so excited to uh have another one of the sgpn crew uh join us for the prop cast yeah like dan said also joining us today from the east coast from harlem new york an avid new york sports fan god help us all the fan <laughs> of the New York Giants, God bless you, my man. The New York Knicks and Jesus Christ, the New York Yankees, a gentleman, and he started his sports betting journey in 2004. It's Will Rivera. Will, welcome to the PropCast, man. How you doing uh, this? Uh, or It's almost evening time for you over there, man. We're in three different uh, time zones here, but what's going on, buddy? I'm chilling, man. I'm chilling. Happy to be on, man. Moon off was good. Dan was good, man. Appreciate the invite over here. Um, yeah, listen. So I grew up ten minutes walking distance from from the from Yankee Stadium. So it's not one of those deals where you know, like I, I jumped on board um, after the fact. It was funny because when I was in high school, that was the year actually. Those three in those four years, we won four um, three World Series. Yeah. So you know, we uh, it was a good look, man. It was a good look, and just kept on riding the wave. Recently, it hasn't gone our way, obviously, man. They, they got to do something with the, this wild card with the one-and-done games, man, but we're there. My New York football giants were hurting, but we're going to get back in my knickerbockers. You, you know, you see what's going on out here, man. I don't got to say I don't got to say anything to you. You see what's going on out here. So, well, I got to let you know, man, I, 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 even though I'm in Houston, I'm a huge Red Sox fan. So this that, might man. just turn into a uh, MLB podcast <laughs> because the MLB season just ended. But yeah, we'll get into uh, we'll get into some New York stuff um, already. Yeah, man, it, it was an exciting MLB season. But uh, for, for the sake of the prop guys, I'm going to I'm going to have to play nice with you, man. Uh, but I'm definitely <laughs> excited to have you on, man. Uh Quickly, let, let's get some thoughts on the Thursday night uh, football game, guys. I know, you know, we didn't really, do, you know, uh, plan on doing this, but uh, Dan, I'll start with you, man. Because last night Carson Wentz 
had an amazing performance. I know you're probably were crying in the corner because it was Carson Wentz. He looked like the 2017 Carson Wentz in Philly, but pretty good game last night. I mean, yeah, the Jets defense is atrocious, but I think player prop wise all around pretty solid performance, man. A lot of guys filling up the stat boxes yesterday. Yeah, I think, you know, Carson Wentz shows out when he plays against garbage teams. I think the Jets <laughs> fall into that category. So, yeah, he's going to he's going to he's going to have a good game and uh, you know, he found his weapons, Michael Pittman, you know, Jack Doyle. I mean, everyone was was getting some love um against the Jets and I had a pretty good prop day, you know, what I mean, Mike yeah. I had the under on Mike White's Mike White's pass attempts. I took John, Jonathan Taylor over his receiving total I think was, was 17 and a half and then I uh, I lost on uh, Zach Pascal that 31 yard completion got me. I took the under on his receiving yards, but overall, man, it was a really productive day. Like, I think if you if you listen to our podcast, I think you you realize that we try to target certain teams and and uh, and uh, opportunities for certain players. And one of those teams, I think that you can target going forward, the Jets. They do not know how to guard against opposing running backs. Yeah, opposing running backs will just feast on them, whether it's receptions, receiving yards. They can't do it. The other team that I, I also look for that is also the Bengals because mm-hmm. um, the Jets, we saw them the previous week. Michael Carter and Ty Johnson both went off. So both of those two teams, anytime they got running backs playing against them, hammer that. Um, but overall, I thought the game was actually pretty entertaining uh, to see the Colts put up 40 points. I, I don't I don't think that they did that all season. Yeah. Um, so from an entertainment standpoint, the over was fun. But yeah, that was a, that was a trash game. No one wants to see the Jets in primetime ever. <laughs> yeah, it, it's crazy. Carson Wentz had a great game. He was you know, finding offensive linemen for touchdowns. But yeah, like you said, yeah. Jonathan Taylor absolutely feasted. Monster. Yeah, monster game last night. You know, I know Kramer had uh, the D-Gen only prop of, I think, like 25 to 1 for him to have 200 plus rushing yards. And they were up like double digit. Or I think like they're up like three possessions. They're still slinging the ball around like they're down like two possessions. I'm like, dude, run the ball. What are you guys doing over here, man? I think. Frank Wright needs to get that corrected. But, uh, Will, any uh, thoughts from the uh, game last night as far as overall the game and uh, uh, any player any players that kind of stuck out to you? Yeah, absolutely. So beginning of the game, I definitely knew that JT, because I got a lot of shares of him in fantasy, so I knew that JT was going to go off, hit on that. Only had him um, for rushing for any touchdown, any yeah. time. Um, so I wish I would have done the both, you know, like two touchdowns plus because that would have been a better payout. Yeah. And I'm not going to lie. I did have uh, Mike, the goat white man to go over his uh, receipt on um, his passing yardage. And he would have, listen, he would have, if he would have not, would not have gotten injured, but apparently every single jets uh, quarterback could throw for over 300 yards, except for Zach Wilson. So um, I don't know what's <laughs> going on there, man. That guy finished with 317 yards, three touchdowns. I mean, his pass rating was 103, you know, just coming yeah. off the bench. Right. Didn't obviously didn't expect the play um but i do think that um you know the other guys like michael carter um obviously elijah moore ate he was eaten yesterday but i mm-hmm. think uh, michael carter was definitely hurt by um once white went down you know what i'm saying because i think the whole yeah. game plan um changed there but yeah like you said man wentz is uh obviously doing some things when it, going up against some trash teams there Took him as well over 255 passing yards, so he hit on that. But could have better, could have been a much better night for your boy, man. Had uh, Mike the 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 goat white not gotten injured. Yeah, definitely. Right, right, hype. Yeah, that's it, man. That's it. He he looked really good uh, early on. Even last week, right against the Bengals, where they had the upset win, where there were 20, ten point under underdogs. Uh, but for them to come out and and for him to get hurt, man, he he was playing real well. But got to give a lot of credit to Josh uh, Josh Johnson, man. He 
came out through 300 plus yards, 27 of 41, three touchdowns, had the one pick at the end, which was a costly one. But uh, overall, a pretty good uh, uh, debut for him for the New York Jets. It's crazy. Uh, at this point, I want to ask you guys this. Do you go back to Zach Wilson with the success? If Mike White is healthy, do you go back to Zach Wilson? I know he was a second overall pick, but Will, what do you think? Listen, after we saw what happened to Josh Rosen a couple of years ago, anything could happen. I'm all about um, just getting out of there as quick as you can, man, working, working on that exit plan and getting rid of him. So I'm all about uh, Mike White, the GOAT, man. He's the GOAT. I'm telling you, man. I'm t- I, listen, I promise you, there's no way he would have missed on his uh, passing props last yeah. night had he not gotten injured. He had 93 yards. He had 93 yards before he even went out with, yeah. with an injury. So he would have definitely hit it. Dan? Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's a little too early, I think, to call Zach Wilson a bust. Like, he's young as hell. Dude can't even grow facial hair yet. So <laughs> I got to feel like he's going to get another opportunity at some point. But I think you, it's pretty obvious just the way that the other Jets receivers are responding here. Like, we finally get to see Elijah Moore go off because yeah. he actually has someone that can get him the ball. I think he's benched until further notice. You know what I'm saying? Go into this. You better get to work in the offseason because there's going to be some QB competition coming in the next season. Yeah, 100%, man. I think that this is probably a good time to just just bench him. I mean, I, I, these two guys have looked good, like better than Zach Wilson. Like, it's crazy how much better they are. And I think this is a good time for him. Yeah, like you said, Dan, he's young. Let him get the practice reps. I mean, sit him out if you have to, because again, you drafted him number two overall for him to be your franchise quarterback. Let him learn the playbook. Let him learn the NFL football system. I mean, going from playing on Saturdays to Sundays, it's it, the the difference. It, it's monumental, right? The game is a lot faster in, in the NFL. You know, when you have these big linebackers coming after you. So I agree with you, man. I think they should sit him out for the rest of the year and let him get the reps and, and learn the playbook and things like that. But, uh, yeah, definitely an entertaining game between two sorry squads here. I was uh, happy to see that we had a lot of points despite me being on the under, but that that's okay, man. I uh, made it back with my player props uh, last night. Uh, any other thoughts for this game, Dan? No, I'm I'm so happy to move on from that game. Let's talk. <laughs> let's talk week nine. <laughs> yeah, let's talk week nine. Let's take a quick break first. Uh, we'll hear from our sponsors, and then we will get right into NFL Week 9 player props. Ready to win money and boost your odds? WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. We're bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. Exclusive rewards right at your fingertips. Get in on all your favorite teams, players, and sports from NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, golf, MMA, WNBA, college football, and more. WinBet has some WinBet has some brand new bonuses. New users can bet $1 and win $100 on any sport. Plus, you can get up to $1,500 as a free as a free bet on WinBet if you make a first deposit of $20 or more. Whatever you wager first is WinBet will match it up to $200. For example, if you bet $100, you'll get a free $200 bet. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. From boosted parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Ready to play? Sign up today to receive a special offer, risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com. 
We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. The MLB playoffs are in full swing and PropSwap is your home for the best World Series futures. All season long, prop swappers have been finding the best odds in the country because you're buying directly from other bettors like yourself. Use your promo code SGP on your first deposit and PropSwap will double it up to $500. Double the cash means double the odds. If you love sports betting, you need to be using PropSwap. Every ticket purchased on PropSwap can be resold at any time, so improve so your bet doesn't need to win in order to make money, it just needs to improve. Thousands of bettors across the country are shopping for tickets on PropSwap every day. Get started today by going to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app. PropSwap is where America buys and sells sports bets. All right, coming off of the break, uh, so you guys know the format. Typically, Dan and myself give you five uh, player props each, but since we got Will on the house in the house today, we're going to go three each, so that'll give you nine. And as usual, we'll wrap it up with a best bet as usual. So I'll give Will the floor first as the guest of honor. Will, let's kick it off with you, man. NFL Week 9, what you got for your first player prop? Listen, so my first player prop, man, and I've been going um, with him pretty much the whole year. Uh, we saw what Dallas was able to do last week against Minnesota. Baltimore's coming in. You know, they're going to be playing against Minnesota. And I like Lamar Jackson passing and rushing total over 311 and a half yards. I mean, Cooper Rush, you know, Cooper Rush was able to do his thing. If you don't think that Lamar Jackson is going to be able to do um, just as well or even better, then, you know, I, I don't know what to tell you, man. But I think that they're going to be able to go ahead and do it, especially they are playing in Baltimore. They are favored by six points, man. So Minnesota does not look good. And I think that after this uh, and it might even be before the season, they're going to have to um, make some changes at the at that coaching position, man. Because Ooh. it's just not, yeah, Mike Zimmer, I don't know what's going on there. But, I mean, I, I've talked to a couple of buddies that I got in Minnesota, and they just had enough, man. So, rightfully so. But I like Lamar Jackson over 311.5 passing and rushing yards. I think we've seen so. the next step from, and I think, Dan, we've discussed this, that Lamar Jackson has to take that next step in his career of being a better passer. I think we're seeing that on display this season. The rushing yards speak for themselves, and, and I think that there's been a couple of times where we've backed Lamar uh, Jackson on his rushing yards just on its own, and we've cashed easily. Um, but now coming in Minnesota on a short week after getting beat by a Dallas Dallas Cowboys team, yeah, I think there's even at the beginning of the season that we were hearing you know things in the locker room, whether it was the COVID situation of getting vaccinated or not. I don't want to get into all that, but you know I think that was, there was a divide that was happening in that locker room. And look, Mike Zimmer. Prior to this year, I think that he was a, a he's a good coach. I mean, we've seen the numbers against the spread. He's really good against the spread. But for whatever reason this year, whether it's his coaching style, whether it's Kirk Cousins, whatever the case might be, uh, this team isn't there. But Lamar Jackson, man, I mean, for me, I feel like he's playing better this year than he did during his MVP year. Well, I mean, do you think that's an accurate statement? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, but you got to think about it, right? I mean, you had both those running backs um, go off, you know, pretty exactly. much. They yeah. were done for the season. So yeah. even though he was going to come into the season having to throw more, then obviously he does his thing on in rushing, right? He'd be, he been, been doing that when he was back at Louisville. But yeah. it's just, you know, you got uh, Dobbins out, and then you got the other the other running back out there. Um, Gus Edwards yeah, went out. Exactly. Gus Edwards went out, so more pressure went on. But the reason why I like him now, especially the last couple of weeks, is uh, Rashad Bateman, man. Rashad Bateman. Yeah. 
Yeah. Was it was a beast at Minnesota? I think he's gonna do more. Um, every week he does better and better. And you know, um, Hollywood Brown, man, it's just all dependent on him if he wants to hold on to these uh, footballs <laughs> that are thrown his way or not, man. Yeah, it's been a lot of drop passes. So if you look at some of Lamar's um statistics, especially in the passing game, you got to look at the drops, man. I, I mean, sometimes he misses his players, but then sometimes they're just like blown, like just straight out drops i mean they, they yeah. touch all 10 fingers both palms and they just drop the ball so you know you got to look into that but yeah i think with the addition of rashad bateman man it's a good look Dan, any thoughts on uh, lamar jackson uh broader thought that will already alluded to the fact that zimmer's job might be in jeopardy my hot take is he gets fired after this loss here because they're not going to win this game baltimore by six i love the play in general uh, but after what we saw Minnesota, what happened to them last week, you know, losing to the Dallas Cowboys who were down a lot of people. I just don't have, he already, he's, he's speaking to people in Minnesota already that are already out on Zimmer. So yeah. I've been out on them. I, I don't think that this is a good spot for them. This is the hard ball coming off a of bye week. Good luck, man. Zimmer, Zimmer is going to have some uh, tough work to do. And I don't, I don't think that they get it done. He's yeah, out of there. Yeah. Coming off the prime time game also for Minnesota, kind of a short week also, um, and again, uh, not a great performance by the Minnesota Vikings. Dan, let's go to you, man. What do you got for your player prop number one? Yeah, so my first player prop, I'm going with Tyrod Taylor over 30. Hold up a second. I think my number just changed on me. Hold up. Over 30 and a half pass attempts. Okay. Um, get that at minus 110. Right now, this is really just a play on the game script here. The Miami Dolphins have been dog shit at defending opposing quarterbacks. They're just allowing them to throw all over them. In the last five games, QBs are averaging over 40 pass attempts. And uh, with this game total sitting at 50 points right now, I'm thinking at 49 and a half, 50 points. Yeah. I think this is actually going to be a slugfest uh, between two awful teams. So give me all the tie rod, man. Like when they got rid of Mark Ingram, mm-hmm. um, they're only left with David Johnson and Phil Lindsay. We already, we talked about Phil Lindsay at length. The guy's yeah. a bum. So, Literally, the only thing left to do is throw the ball. So I think this is a lot of upside for Tyrod to come in there. His only game that he started before he got hurt, he had 33 pass attempts. So 30 and a half seems a bit conservative to me. So I'm going to take yeah. the over on that one. Yeah, I think especially since you talked about with the departure of Mark Ingram, they traded him back to the uh, New Orleans Saints. We've talked about Philip Lindsay. We, need, we don't need to get to him. The dude runs east to west when he's supposed to north and, or run north. Um, and again, David Johnson is just washed up at this point. So um yeah, and if, again, you know, getting Tyrod Taylor back, like you uh, alluded to, Dan, early on in the season, he looked really good against, I mean, the Jags in hindsight, but we were not high on the Texans team coming into the season before what they did against uh, the Jaguars in week one. Um, it kind of speaks volumes of where the Jaguars are right now. And again, Texans have not been, they have been dog shit also, right? They only have that one win. And then that following week before he got hurt, he was 10 of 11 uh, yeah. before he got, I think it was like midway through the second quarter. So he was well on his way. Um, to hitting that number. So, yeah, I like this number. This will tie into one of my props that I have for uh, later. Um, but, Will, any thoughts on uh, Tyrod Teller? Yeah, I mean, so that first week, I actually had him in my DFS lineup because he was at a very, very low value. And I know he was going to do his thing again. I didn't have any expectations for Jacksonville. My my thoughts were completely correct um, until this point right now in the NFL season. But I think, uh, like you said, 
with the departure of Ingram being out of there is going to be something to watch. And then also just got some uh, some news right before we got on. Uh, yeah. Tua, Tua may be out and they put Devontae Parker on IR. Ooh, so yeah. I think that that's going to be a situation where there's going to be a couple of three and outs or even some turnovers down there in Miami, which is going to give Tyrod a couple more opportunities to get um, some more snaps out there. And then I think he's just itching to play. I mean, if you look at the last couple of years, man, being in Cleveland and then being with the Chargers and the way that he's gone out, you know, with injuries and then not not being able to come back. So I think that he he wants something to um he has something to prove not only to himself but then also to some other franchises and other teams because he still has some stuff from in the, um, some gas in the tank, man. Yeah, I agree, man. I, I as a Texans fan being down in Houston, uh, I think we've had enough of Davis Mills at this point. We still want to lose games, but I think we need a competent quarterback. And I think Tyrod Taylor being back this week against Miami is, is a, a breath of fresh air that we can say. Uh, for my first player prop, I'm going to go with uh, Teddy Covers, man. Teddy uh, Bridgewater, over 22 and a half completions. And I think the line in this game against uh, the Cowboys here is it's double digits, right? I think the Cowboys are out to a 10, 10 and a half point favorite. That's a pretty big total. You can say at 49 and a half, probably trending towards 50 here. I'm expecting this game to possibly be a shootout. If Dallas, Dallas plays the way they have all season with Dak under center, Broncos uh, won't have a chance or won't have a choice but to throw the ball and maybe playing catch up for most of the game. Bridgewater in all of Denver's road games has gone over this number by an average uh, of an average around 25. So he's had 22 or more completions in every single one of this uh, road game so far. Dallas is allowing right around about 25 completions per game, giving me a, a, a margin of about two to three completions here. I also like the fact that Jerry Judy came back last week um, no offense status is up in the air. We had the, the COVID situation with him, but they're saying there may be a chance for him to play. But regardless, when you still have Cortland Sutton out there, you still have Tim Patrick, you have pass catching running backs. I think this is an opportunity for Teddy Bridgewater uh, to get over this number. So I'm taking Teddy covers to go over uh, 22 and a half completions uh, here. Uh, any thoughts on that, Dan? Yeah, I think it's a good play because, you know, Dallas this is the game script play to me um, as yeah. 10 and a half point favorites. They're going to have to be playing catch up. They lost Vaughn Miller. I don't see much upside in terms of their defense really being able to stop anybody. So by theory, you just got to, the only way to keep up is to throw the ball. And uh, the good thing about Teddy two gloves is he's accurate and he's got yeah. Jerry Judy back. Uh, one more game with him and Cortland Sutton getting their rhythm together. Albert O gets his first start, which is interesting. Um, excited to see what he has to bring. Uh, if you need a late fantasy streamer, I think Albert O is a good option for Noah Fant now that he's been ruled out today. Um, but I think Teddy Two Gloves is going to have a nice day, um, fantasy day, and, and also prop day. Uh, will they win the game? Probably not. De- Denver's Denver's on the wrong side of uh, – Yeah, they're just trending the wrong direction right now, and uh, it's not going to get any better. Yeah. Will, any thoughts on uh, Teddy uh, Covers? Yeah, I actually like that play, man. If you're looking at the totals here, that's actually the the fourth highest total at 49 um, points right now. So, like you said, I think that they're gonna have they're gonna be playing from behind down there in in, in Arlington and in, in Dallas. So, love that play, man. And and also the addition of or you know Jerry Judy coming back, mm-hmm. I think that makes a big difference. We saw what happened a couple of Thursday nights when they played against uh, Cleveland. They weren't able to do anything. They only scored 14 points. And even though Sutton's out there and also Patrick, I mean, I think that uh, with Judy coming back to that offense is going to add some more um, more weapons for them, especially coming out the slot. Um, so I, I like that. And then also, man, listen, Javante, man, Javante, get my man Javante in there, man. I, they, they, they need yeah. to get rid of um, Williams again. I'm just talking from a selfish 
uh, perspective here because I got a lot of shares of him in, in, in fantasy. So uh, I, I need a, you know, Javante to do some things at the receiver, but also uh, Melvin Gordon. You know, they're, they're, it's like both they end up uh, pretty much even at the end of the games, not only rushing but also receiving. So that's that's a great play right there. Yeah, and you talked about that Cleveland game. Uh, even despite them only scoring 14 points, he still had 23 uh, completions of that game for 187. So going up against Dallas, I think that, you know, we may see a lot of points being scored. So hopefully he could get over this number for us to cash it. Uh, Will, let's go with your second player prop here, man. What do you got? So I'm going to um, Los Angeles, man. I like uh, Austin Eckler. Over 40 and a half receiving yards. Okay. Um, he's only missed that number once this uh, season. That was against uh, the Las Vegas Raiders at um, 28. But other than that, he's been hitting over 40 and a half. And I think that um, that game down there in Philadelphia is going to be pretty much a high scoring. So I like him to be in a position to probably end around like 60, 60 to 65 um receiving yards there for the game. So that was a good one. I actually had a actually had Tua in this spot, but again, I mean with the news coming that he might be questionable, took him out there, but Austin Eckler is one of uh Herbert's uh safety blankets in that offense. So not only rushing but also receiving out the backfield. I think it's going to be a good look down there. Um and I like him to win that game against Philly this weekend. Oh, shots fired. Dan, thoughts on that? going up against your Philly team. Yeah, it's not shots fired. I mean, he's a Giants <laughs> fan, so, you know what I'm saying? They can't really talk that much shit. They're going through their own problems. But I got I tend to agree. You know what I mean? Uh, I think that the Eagles are riding really high from a blowout win against a really bad team. Most of the, the sharp money and public money is on the Chargers, and I think rightfully so. The thing I have, I have a question about, though, is when does Brandon Staley – figure out that his his defense keeps getting thrashed by running backs. Yeah. Um, so I think that this is where he actually course corrects a little bit. Um, but I like the play of Austin Eckler here because it's the Eagles. The Eagles aren't a very good team, let's be honest. Um, Nick Sirianni can't rely on them. Uh, their defense is inconsistent. They made the Detroit Lions look really good, but or really bad. Uh, but the Chargers team is a completely different squad, and I think that they're going to right their ship um, after a couple bad losses here. Um, coming out the gates so after their bye week. So, yeah, I think this is a good get-right spot for Austin Eckler. It's going to be interesting, Dan, if we see Nick Sirianni run the ball knowing he's going up against a really bad Chargers rush defense. Uh, that's the thing I'm going to be looking out for in this game. But, Will, yeah, I love this play, man. I think you're, you're, you're spot on with it because, again, Austin Eckler, over his, the course of his career, right, even with the Chargers, that he's been a stat stuffer, man, in that stat sheet, right, both rushing and receiving. If we take a look throughout this season, except for week one against the uh, Washington football team, he's been getting the targets in the receiving game, right? Last week, 10 targets, seven, five, five, the list goes on for him. So against this Eagles uh, uh, defense, I think that Austin Eckler should feast. Uh, Dan, let's go to you, man. What's your uh, next player prop uh, for the Sunday games? Yeah. So my next one, AJ Dillon over eight and a half rush attempts. Now, I know that this may not sound that attractive considering that he's only done it in three of eight games this season, but with Aaron Rodgers and his whole shit going on right now, <laughs> who knows when he's coming back at this point. All I know is that yeah. Jordan Love is getting the start, which means to me most of his game comps or his his uh, player comps were coming mm-hmm. towards like you know Colin Kaepernick and which screams to me is like someone that's an inaccurate passer that kind of needs to get into a game tempo and flow. And what better way to do that than running the ball we saw A.J. Dillon run 16 times for 78 yards last week. Looked great mm-hmm. running downhill. Um, very mean, angry runner. Um, I think that the Lafleur is going to actually lean on the run game here. Yeah. 
Uh, he's going to have to stretch the field a couple of times to keep the uh, Chiefs offense, um, you know, at least keep up with the Chiefs offense. But this team can cover. And uh, we already saw that um, opponents, they're averaging 26 rushing attempts against the Kansas City Chiefs this year. So I yeah. think there's plenty of carries to go around. It's not going to be all Aaron Jones. I think it's going to be a shared committee. So uh, give me the over here. This seems a bit understated. He's going to see double-digit touches um, in the backfield. Yeah, I agree. I think the game plan for uh, uh, LaFleur and uh, with, again, Jordan Love starting at quarterback with no A-Rod, could have to lean a little bit more on the uh, on the rushing game. And I think that – I think it was a couple of weeks ago, Dan, where you mentioned that Chase Edmonds, the over-rush attempts, I think that you actually crushed that one. So I think this is probably a similar spot also where A.J. Dillon gets some more action. Again, last week, 16 attempts for 78 yards for him. Uh, Will, any thoughts on A.J. Dillon's over-rushing attempts there? Yeah, I love that. I mean, that's that's definitely too low. It should be at least like double digits, like at least starting at 10. Right. But I think that both uh, running backs are going to eat because I think that uh, the, the Chiefs are going to do everything, um, throw everything at Jordan Love. I mean, it's his first game starting in a meaningful game. Right. So they're going to make it un uncomfortable for him and he's going to have to pretty much just uh, rely on his uh, on his running back. So I, I, I like both. A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones here to, to go off in this game. So I, I like that play. I like that play. Yeah, I think we're going to see a, a heavy dose of running here, obviously, from the Packers without Aaron Rodgers. Um, from my second one, and I, uh, I alluded to it earlier, Dan, uh, it was tied up to uh, Tyrod Taylor. I'm going Brandon Cooks over four and a half receptions. Um, this one is a little juice at minus 145, but I'm going to buy this up to uh, to five and to pay a little less big on it. But Tyrod Taylor, again, back to the Texans we talked about this week. Um, Brandon Cooks is the number one target offensively, whether it's in the running game or whether it's uh, uh, catching. It's Brandon Cook's show with Tyrod Taylor back. Week one against the Jags, uh, Cooks had five catches on seven targets, but this could have been a lot more if the Texans weren't blowing them out from that first quarter, right? I think the following week, in week two, Taylor left that game, but Cook still ended up with uh, close to five catches with Taylor in the game before he left. But into the game uh, with nine catches on 14 targets when Davis Mills kind of took over also. So I think they get back on track this week. I think they can take advantage of a, a weaker secondary of the Miami Dolphins here. And everything you said earlier, Dan, about Taylor uh, wanting to prove something, the pass attempts for him this week, I think a lot of it should go to Brandon Cooks. I think Brandon Cooks is going to be motivated that Ty Tyrod Taylor is back this week, that guy that can actually get him the ball uh, easier than Davis Mills was. But I think that Cook should feast this week uh, with Taylor back in the lineup. Uh, thoughts on that one, Dan? Totally agree. And um, there's just no one else to throw to. Like yeah. Jordan Akins, nah. Nico Collins, nah. Yeah. Literally no one else yeah. but Brandon <laughs> Cooks, it. man. Fire him up. Let's go. Yeah. It's going to be a good game for Cook, yeah. so I'm with it. Well, man, so you know how people uh, say that certain things are like recession-proof? Mm -hmm. So Brandon Cooks is quarterback proof. It doesn't matter who the quarterback is. He's going to get the touches. He's going to get the receptions there. So I love this play right here. And like you said, I mean, if you look at week one, although he only had five receptions, he was targeted seven times, had yeah. 132, but that game got out of the hand early. So I don't yeah. think it's going to be the same thing this Sunday. So I like that. I think that Taylor um, does feel, obviously, you know, he feels uh, comfortable with him because he had the most uh, targets in week one. So I'm not a believer, like Dan said, I'm not a believer in all the other uh wide receivers down there and Brandon Cooks is proven. So I could see this actually him ending up with like six or seven receptions for the game. So that's going to be interesting. And I may also have to take, I may also have to sprinkle some of that on the reception yards as well, man. Cause I like, I, I like that player for this game. Yeah. I might also have to take a look at um, 
uh, his anytime touchdown. I don't, I'm not sure. I don't see it right now. Uh, I'll try to pull that up, but I think, yeah, I think Brandon cook should have a big game here for the, uh, for the Texans Sunday against the Miami Dolphins. Let's take one last break, guys. We'll come back. We'll get to our final player props, and then we'll wrap it up with best bets and final thoughts for NFL Week 9. Have you heard about Price Picks? Price Picks is daily fantasy made easy. I love this, and I know you will too. Price Picks has the best NBA DFS prop game on the market. Price Picks offers more NBA props than any other DFS prop operator and offers all the superstar players as well as bench players who only record a handful of minutes each game. Price Picks offers any prop you can think of from yardage to touchdowns, even interceptions thrown. All new users that deposit and use promo code SGP will receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. So make sure to use promo code SGP. You pick two to five players and an over and under on your projection and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. It's just you versus the projected number. Use the award-winning app on both the App Store and Google Play Store. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's really that easy, guys. PrizePix is safe and offers fast withdrawals. Don't hesitate. Check out pricepicks.com and use promo code SGP to get your 100% instant deposit match up to $100 or go to your app store and download the app today. Price Picks is daily fantasy made easy. And guys, don't forget to download the SGPN app. The SGPN app is now live in the app store and Google Play Store. The app gives you access to all of our picks and podcasts. Don't forget to toss up an app review and download the SGPN app today. All right, coming off of the break, let's get to our final uh, player props each year. Uh, Will, what do you got for your last one here, buddy? So I'm staying um, again with the Eagles, man. Um, you know, Dan's team. Uh, don't mean to pile on, but I got to. I like uh, Justin <laughs> Herbert over um, his passing props for 288 and a half. 288 and a half yards. Again, I could see this game being a shootout, but either way, I mean, that guy, I mean, they, they, that's just the offense that they that they go ahead and, and run. And then also just makes sense because I got Austin Eckler having going over his receiving total. So I look for this game to be, you know, high scoring and a lot of offense uh, being thrown out there, a lot of passes. And I like uh, Justin Herbert. I actually finished around like 300 passing yards for the game. Yeah, I think this is a game where that I think that Justin Herbert kind of gets back on track. Like the to Justin Herbert we saw earlier in the season, where he's having those big yardage games. And I know they're going from West Coast to East Coast, but I don't think it matters when you have a young guy like Justin Herbert. You know, he's going to be one of the best quarterbacks in the next few years. I mean, he's already trending in that direction for me. He's already close to what, 2,000 passing yards uh, for this season. He's gone over this. I mean, he's had 400 yards against the Browns. He had back to, uh, to start the season against Washington and Dallas, well over 300 yards. So if we kind of take a look at what he's done against the NFC East teams, uh, well, I think you're on the right track here, man. I think he's going to kill this number. Sorry, Dan. I think that Justin Herbert is going to eat on this defense, man. Thoughts on that one? <laughs> All I'll say is <laughs> opposing quarterbacks have only thrown for 200, an average of 220 yards against my birds. So I'm just saying. Okay. I'm just saying. He might be struggling a little bit more. I have a lot of Mike Williams stock, so I <laughs> hope that he goes off. Um, yeah. But don't be surprised if he's uh, – if Justin, it takes Justin Herbert a little bit of time to get situated. But I, I think based on the way that the Chargers have played as of late, I think this is going to be one of those Chargers woke the hell up. Yeah. Um, and unfortunately, it's against the Eagles type of thing. So 
Yeah, I'm currently seeing a total of 49 and a half. I think uh, you guys mentioned that earlier. So I think, yeah, again, we'll see a lot of points in this game for sure. So uh, Justin Herbert should get over this number uh, against the Philadelphia Eagles on on Sunday. It could be in a losing effort, Dan. I'll, I'll vouch for you there. But again, we just need his yardage to get over this number for, for player right. prop's sake. Uh, prop's yeah. sake, hey, no loyalty. No loyalty. <laughs> yeah, there it's you all go. good. Dan, let's go with your last one, man. What do you got? Yeah, I promise there was no coordination before we put these picks together. But, you know, Will uh, teased that he's really feeling Lamar Jackson and what he's going to be doing against the Vikings. I, too, think that Lamar Jackson's going to have a great game. So I'm riding with his number one pass catcher, Mark Andrews, over four and a half receptions. He's done it in five of his last six games. And you can get this at plus money. I see it for plus 110. So. I rarely do uh, plus money plays, but like this one just seemed too obvious to me. The Vikings are really good against opposing tight ends, but those opposing tight ends haven't been Mark Andrews. And yeah. uh, as I said, Zimmer's on the hot seat. Lamar's coming off of a bye. I think they're going to find ways to scheme Mark Andrews into this game plan. Rashad Bateman is questionable. Um, so he popped up on the injury report. They haven't said why yet, but he was absent from practice. So uh, I think the one variable that's been consistent in the uh, Ravens offense has been Lamar's rushing and uh, Mark Andrews being his number one target. So serve up another, you know, six, seven targets coming to Mark Andrews, man. He's going to have a good game. I think Dan, we've talked about, so I don't know I've talked about with uh, this with Rod also of the fantasy football podcast is Mark Ingram, oh, sorry, Mark Ingram, Mark Andrews is starting to enter that conversation of elite tight ends in our league. And I think that it's, it's Darren Waller. It's Travis Kelsey. Mark Andrews is starting to climb that ladder here a little bit. I think this is a season where he's had really had that breakout year. And for us to get this at plus money, especially if Bateman is questionable or won't be 100%, even if he does go on Sunday. um, Again, Mark Andrews, like you mentioned, five out of the last six games. He's on my fantasy team, so I didn't have a a, a lot of great options last week uh, tied in. So I'm definitely excited for him. Yeah, (laughs) I'm excited for him to be back this week going up against this uh, Miami uh, Miami team uh, on Sunday. Well, thoughts on uh, Mark Andrews there? Yeah, I like that play. Like you, like Dan said, I mean, one of the things that's been consistent has been Mark Andrews. And you mentioned a, a very important point as far as him being one of the top uh, tight ends. Let me ask you guys a question. Do you think that he would already be in that conversation had he been on another team? Like, let's say if he was on the Chiefs or had he been in in Green Bay? I just think that sometimes, you know, again, I watch the games, right? Or if not, mm-hmm. the highlights at least. There's some times where, uh, where Lamar misses him. You know, so I think yeah. that his his stats, especially the last couple of years, could have been better. Yeah. Um. And and don't get me wrong, the production is there, but I think it could have been much better had he been on another team. And you know, he's definitely like in that conversation with the with the Kelseys, the Wallers, and even in front of Kittle. I think he'd be in front of Kittle if he was in another offense. But, um, yeah, to your point, I think that number is very very low, and that's going to be consistent, especially if Bateman's out. If Bateman is out, then you only got you know Hollywood Brown out there. Um. Yeah. And, and Andrews again. We we. Yeah. See that uh, that Lamar likes to go to him, so I, I I love that play right there. I think that's a great point, Will, that you brought up. Where we question about if if he was on another team because the Baltimore Ravens have been all in about running the football, right? It's ever since Lamar got there, they made this offense around him about just run, 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 and we've seen that year in and year out that they've led the league in in, in rushing, right, every single year. So I think. This season, we're starting to see him, Mar- or sorry, Lamar Jackson, throw the ball more and really take that next step as being a passing quarterback. And now we're starting to see Mark Andrews. Now, Mark Andrews has probably been that same guy 
uh, or the pass catcher that he could have been if they were passing the ball more uh, when Lamar was there instead of running the ball. So I think that, yeah, possibly if he was on another team like Green Bay or, or another team that could use a tight end, I think he would be in that conversation. I don't think George Kittle is an elite uh, tight end anymore or as far as like stats wise, he, he's a great player to have on your team when he's healthy as far as pass blocking or, or, or run blocking. But as far as fantasy wise, I don't think George Kittle is a, a viable option at tight end anymore. I think for me, it's three guys, Darren Waller, Travis Kelsey, and Mark Andrews are probably your top three guys for sure. Uh, Dan thoughts on that. Yeah, I'd agree. I think that those are my top three. I think recency, you could probably argue Kyle Pitts is climbing up that ladder. TJ yeah. Hawkinson's had a pretty good season, but he's been hurt. Mm-hmm. I think that's been the knock on Mark Andrews is his ability to stay healthy. Yeah. And, but he's, he's produced every year. Like he's gotten over 500 yards since his rookie season. And I think right now he's on pace for at least, I mean, right now he's on pace for, to, to probably compete with his second, his second season where he had 852. He's, he's going to definitely be close to a thousand yards if he keeps this up. Um, averaging over 73 yards per game, which is like, that's elite tight end right there. Like, yeah. There's no, there's only a handful of people that are going to give you 73 yards on a, on a weekly basis. So yeah, I, I think if he's in a different situation with a more accurate quarterback, maybe earlier on, he might get a little bit more shine. Um, but I think now it's just really, he's supplanting Kittle as that like next good, consistent pass catching back. Whereas I agree with you, Munaf, uh, yeah. Kittle's kind of fading in terms of his usefulness um, in the pass yeah. offense, he's more utilized as a blocker, which he's still elite. He's always yeah. ranking, yeah. you know, amongst the tops in that regard. But uh, yeah, I think that's Debo. It's just Debo or nobody else on the on the Niners right now. Yeah, yeah. and also, I mean, the, the the best ability is availability, right? And so Kittle, we've right. seen the last couple of years, man. He just hasn't been able to to play that many that many games for the majority of the games for the season. So that's definitely been hurting him. But you know, I just know coming into the season, especially doing these drafts and, and mock drafts, it was always like Kelsey Waller and then Kittle, or yeah. you know, Waller, Kelsey, and Kittle. So I think next year is going to definitely change. You're going to see, to your guys' point, you're going to definitely see um, Andrews being that top in the top three conversation. Yeah, and I think I mentioned this to you, Dan, when we were doing the preview shows before the season, is I found a book where they had George Kittle's reception uh, yardage at like 1175. And I said, something's not right here. So I, I texted Dan and I told him, I was like, look, I'm pounding the shit out of this. I'm going to hammer the under. I got to take a loan from the brink or, or get into the 401k or whatever, or borrow some money from someone. I am pounding some of these unders. And I think that was one of the ones that I think, I mean, I'm, I feel pretty yeah. great about, it, especially him that he's been out for the past three weeks. So uh, definitely. Yeah. Uh, a guy definitely that uh, on the football field, is a great guy to have on the field as far as blocking and, and giving your quarterback confidence, but at least fantasy wise uh, and, uh, and uh, you know, player prop wise, definitely a guy that we probably want to look at the under uh, for my last one here, guys, I'm going to go to that green Bay Packers game. And we had uh, talked about this with the running backs. Uh, I'm going to Aaron Jones longest rush over 11 and a half yards. And I took Devonte Booker last week, the giants, uh, when they faced the chiefs defense and he went over this number easily, he had a long reception, I believe a 14 and also had a very long reception. So this week, the chiefs rush defense goes up against Aaron Jones and Ellen, uh, AJ Dillon more by far better, uh, running back options. than I think Devonte Booker, but the chiefs defense continues to allow long, uh, rush, um, yardage or attempts to opposing quarterbacks. And it's not going to get any easier than this week. Um, for the chiefs going up against Jones and AJ Dillon chiefs have given up, uh, 11 a long uh rush of 11 or more yards in seven eight seven out of the last eight games and jones has 
uh, gone over this number in five out of his last six weeks. So Jones, again, we talked about he's going to be featured this week. You'll see a lot of A.J. Dillon also without Aaron Rodgers. Uh, he, they're going to have to run this, uh, the run the rock here with these two guys. I'm not sure we're going to be able to trust Jordan Love's arm. So I think Aaron Jones going up against this Chiefs uh, rush defense, I think that he should easily get over uh, his longest rush attempt of over 11 and a half yards. Uh, any thoughts on that one, Dan? KC's defense is Swiss cheese. Hammer That's the it. over. <laughs> Will. Yeah, same thing, man. The only difference between uh, their defense and Swiss cheese is that a Swiss cheese has less holes in it. Um, so, you know, it's it's one of those things where he should be able to get off, man, and do his things. But again, like I said, I like both running backs to go ahead and do yeah. their thing. And actually, um, Jordan Love, I may have to take a look at his rushing um, yards as well, because like I said, he's going to be under fire. He's going to be under fire. So, you know, you know, that, uh, listen, I'm a Giants fan. So their defensive coordinator out there, Spags, you know, he was uh, he, he likes to um, blitz quarterbacks, man. So I think that this uh, uh, this quarterback coming in again, his first start in a meaningful game. He's going to be under a lot of pressure, man. So, yeah, let me see if I can. Yeah, Jordan Love uh, rushing yards right now is put at eight and a half yards. So. Oh, my God. I mean, that's, that's, that's that could modest. be that's one or two carries, though. I mean, he's going to be running for his life out there, man. Yeah. So we, we, we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we're in consensus agreement here that we, we're going to add one more. Sure. We're going to add one more player prop. Jordan Love over eight and a half rushing yards uh, against uh, KC on Sunday. Uh, that'll be the bet or sorry, our uh, player props for Sunday. We gave three each. Let's wrap this baby up with a best bet from the each of us. Will, I will give you the floor out of the three that you gave out. Which one are you pounding? I'm going heavy on the Lamar Jackson over passing and receiving yardage of 300, 311 and a half yards, man. I mean, like, again, he's going to be able to do it, especially if uh, Bateman's going to be out. Yeah. It's going to be a situation where he's going to have to run the ball more. So I like that play right there. Anything. And before the season, you know, I was saying that anything under 300, because before the last couple of games has been like 295, mm. 298. And now they, they, they'd increase it to 311. So obviously the, the books have been listening to me. I'm going to stay quiet on this for the next couple of weeks. I need to cash out. Um, but three <laughs> uh, over 311 and a half is, is great there for passing and rushing yards. Yeah. I think one thing I forgot to mention also is that the Vikings best pass rusher, uh, Daniel Hunter is going to be out for this game also. So, um, you know, not having, I guess maybe having him there helps Lamar run the ball more, but maybe any, again, in sack situations, or if he's going to get pressure, I think that, uh, with or without him, he should still get over this number. Dan, uh, best bet for NFL week nine. What do you got? My best bet. I'm going with AJ Dillon over eight and a half carries. I just don't see any way in a, in a, with Jordan love going out there first start. Going against Spag, I love that Will was was spewing out Spag stats uh, and his his blitz tendency. Uh, this, this that only helps uh, the game script for Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon. So eight and a half to me still seems like the uh, a great number to hammer. Yeah, and I, I, just, every time you say that, I just keep on going back to that Chase Edmond was where you had a couple of weeks ago and he absolutely crushed it. So right. uh, I think we'll see AJ Dillon uh, a little more this week, especially like we said with Aaron Rodgers out. For my best bet, uh, I got to go with Brandon Cooks, man. With Tyrod Taylor back, I'm going to go over four and a half receptions. I'm also buying this up to five to pay a little less big on it. But um, yeah, I think you know Brandon Cooks should be excited with uh, Tyrod Taylor coming back. Uh, these two, again, in the first two weeks look pretty good uh, with the with the targets and and the chemistry that they had. Uh, again, Brandon Cooks by far leading this team in targets, so I think that he should have an easy time against this Dolphins uh, secondary to go and get at least five catches for the um, for the Houston Texans. I think that he should 
possibly get up to seven or eight, uh, honestly, against this uh, in this game. So that'll be my best bet. That will bring us to the end of this episode of NFL Week Nine. Nine player props each, or sorry, nine player props in total. And then we gave you an extra one of Jordan Love over eight and a half rushing yards. Um, Dan, uh, any final thoughts, buddy? And uh, let the people know where they can find you, man. Uh, no final thoughts. Really excited to see um, how this week nine plays out. I love the way that we're all in agreement on certain angles for this week. Um, yeah. Not buying the hype of the public of uh, the Chiefs primarily. So mm-hmm. really excited for that. And uh, yeah, I'm going to watch my Eagles make it a little bit interesting for Justin Herbert. We'll see. <laughs> but uh, otherwise, uh, no, nah, man, it's uh, NBA season. Football season still underway. It's a great time to be talking about sports. Uh, Will, thank you for coming on the show. Don't, I hope all your players get COVID next week or the the end of this week so I can come back in fantasy. Uh, We play in an SGPN or sorry, not SGPN, but a FSGA expert league. And Will is currently beating my ass right now. So um, I wish that upon you. Uh, Other than that, y'all can find me at Dan Titus on Twitter, tweeting shit, doing a lot of player prop stuff and other things. So yeah, check me out. The verified Dan Titus on Twitter of Action Network. So yeah, definitely check out Dan. Which master? Uh, yeah, check out his <laughs> check out his uh, check out his player props uh, that he's dropping again. Uh, one of the best at player props in NBA and NFL. So definitely check out Dan there. Uh, well, uh, pleasure to have you on, man. This was a lot of fun getting to pick your brain. Uh, let the people know what you're working on and where they can find you on Twitter, man. Man, again, thanks for having me on, guys. Definitely had fun. Um, wrote some of these uh, the props down, man. I'm going to be tailing you guys, so definitely uh, looking to make some money this weekend and cash out Monday morning. Uh, you guys could find me at biasedopinions underscore on Twitter, just doing a lot of college stuff, betting-wise, DFS-wise, NFL stuff, and then also also uh, NBA. So currently, man, I, I looked at the score. I don't have to worry about Dan for the rest of the um, <laughs> the re- rest of the weekend in, um, in our fantasy. I got him by like 200-plus, man, so oh. Oh, and my guy KD is playing tonight, man. And they're playing in Detroit and Detroit's coming off a of back-to-back. So Ooh. we're doing good, man. We're doing good. I'm going to go ahead and uh, pretty much uh, hammer some uh, some NBA player props right now. But yeah, definitely check me out on, on Twitter at biasedopinions underscore. 100%, man. Again, uh, I love the shit talking that we have on the show. It's always... Uh... Always friendly stuff, but yeah, we got to love it. It keeps the listeners entertained again. Thank you so much, Will. I'm definitely going to reach out to you, get you on the NBA edition of the Player Propcast. Uh, that's going to be a lot of fun. Again, you know, NBA is in full swing, like the guys mentioned. So we're dropping player props for NBA. I know Scott and I had a great Wednesday night. We went 5-0-1 between the, the two of us. Uh, again, we dropped another one with myself and Terrell today. So definitely check it out. And again, Will is definitely going to be back on the NFL and the NBA prop cast. So thank you gentlemen so much for joining me today. This was a lot of fun. Uh, Good luck this weekend with all your bets, your side total and player prop bets. Uh, You can find me on Twitter at sports nerd, eight, two, four, tweeting out all kinds of stuff. Check me out on the NBA gambling podcast. If you have not subscribed to the prop cast, I do not what do not know what you're doing. You're leaving money on the table. We are absolutely on fire in the NBA NFL has been going pretty well for myself and Dan. So definitely make sure you subscribe, leave us a review, uh, make sure to download the SGP and app Man, all the picks and pods. Uh, you can get there right there at your fingertips. You don't have to go to the pod player. It's right there on the app. So make sure to download that. With that being said, good luck this weekend, everybody with your bets and your player prop bets. Uh, we'll be back next week with the NBA edition of the prop cast till then 
Let's break the books off and let it ride.